Hey, what's up, Broncos country? It's your boy Andrew here, and I am flying solo tonight. Um, if for those of you who have not heard or don't know, um, want to say a special congratulations to Dylan and his wife. They had a healthy baby boy, and they are uh, obviously in full-blown baby mode. And uh, so, understandably so, I'm going to fly solo tonight and uh, just enjoy um, some time um, with your family, Dylan. So I just wanted to tell you again, congratulations, and can't wait to uh, to hear all the hilarious stories that will ensue. I'm sure, um, as I remember, fatherhood um, is something that you can never prepare for, and so it's going to be riddled with, uh, I'm sure, some uncertainty for you and uh, probably a whole lot of questions. Um, but yeah, just wanted to say a special congratulations to Dylan and his uh, family um, as they added a new addition to Broncos country. So shout out to Dylan. But uh, we're going to just do a uh, kind of a short episode tonight, Bronco country, and just wanted to kind of go over some things uh, maybe you haven't heard, maybe you have heard, maybe I can give some some thoughts that maybe you haven't thought of, um, some insights, you know, just kind of give you a little bit of something to, to kind of maybe mull over. Maybe you agree, maybe you disagree. Either way, I'd love to hear from you. Um, with that being said, I wanted to give a special reminder to all of you to continue to check out our website, orangecrushpodcast.com, um, as well as checking out um, all over you know social medias, the the Facebooks, the Instagrams, the, the Twitters. We're all over um, social medias, and so I definitely wanted to encourage you to check us out. You can actually find us on both the InstaGs and Twitter at OC Podcast 5280. Um, if you want to find us and uh, join the conversation on Facebook, which happens very frequently, um, you can just search for The Orange Crush, um, and you'll find us actually pretty quickly. We're one of the, the very few pages, uh, aside from the soda, that is called Orange Crush. So um, hit us up on there. We've got a lot of uh, chatter going on on Facebook, especially as of late. Um, but speaking of chatter, um, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, a, 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 a Twitter, excuse me, a, twi- a tweet. I was trying to pull pull this up here real quick. A tweet that was sent out earlier today by 1DMac of 104.3 The Fan. And uh, he wanted to uh, say a special congratulations to his co-host, Mike Evans. Um, after a long year, he finally has come around. We are now on my, I mean, the same page um, in reference to quarterback, uh, a quarterback or drafting a quarterback in the draft. Um, and so basically, um, for those of you who don't know, DMAC wants Denver, if they're going to go quarterback in the first round, they would like he wants them to go after Drew Locke um, um, at the at the 10th overall pick. Um, and so uh, I just I have some strong feelings about that. There's a lot of things that DMAC um, posts and says on on Twitter and, and also on the fan that I have very strong um, other views about. <laughs> so um, for what it's worth, I, I can't for the life of me see why we would take a quarterback who um, really hasn't done a whole lot. I mean, he he did have um, very few picks this year. I think he had like only eight interceptions this year on, I want to say 28 um, touchdowns thrown. Um, so obviously touchdown to, to interception ratio was decent. 
um, especially playing in the SEC. He does play at Missouri, and so um, you gotta you gotta look at that and, and nod your head at that. That's that's not bad. Um, but from a completion percentage standpoint, which is one thing that whenever I look at quarterbacks, especially you know this guy's a four a fourth year quarterback. This is his senior year. Um, Completion percentage, I always tend to try to look at just because it kind of tells the tell of where they're at. Now, he did steadily increase his completion percentage each and every year from his freshman to sophomore to junior to now senior year. Um, There was a steady, not not steady, but there was an incline. There was never a downswing. There was never a um, even keel year. It, 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 It did continuously go up. So I will I will say that. However, um, his completion percentage um, finished only 0.06% higher than Case Keenum's completion percentage. Now, I know maybe I'm comparing apples to oranges. Who knows? But when a completion percentage is as low as it was as a fourth-year senior, um, you have to beg the question, what's going to happen with his completion percentage when he comes into the NFL. And I think we can all agree he wouldn't be a first-year starter barring any injury. Um, It's Case Keenum's show. It's Case Keenum's job to um, win and keep. And I I don't, for the life of me, seeing him coming in and just taking over. But I don't know, Bronco Country. I I really don't feel like a 10th overall pick on a quarterback who hasn't been just jump off the page you know, outstanding and in, in a draft already that is very, very, very shallow in quarterbacks, you have to really stand out. And to me, um, nothing against Drew Locke. I'm sure he's a great young man. Um, I'm sure he's a competitor. Um, and, and I'm sure there's a lot of good things that one could say about him and, and who he is as a person. But I just don't feel that Denver drafting him 10th overall um, as DMAC and now apparently Mike Evans is alluding to is, in my opinion, a move that John Elway will do. I just don't feel like he doesn't jump off the page enough to merit yet again drafting another possibly good quarterback, and I'm using air quotations, possibly good quarterback. Um, we've had too many swings and misses when it comes to the Brock Osweilers and and those guys, you know, you just can't in the Paxton Lynches, you know, you just can't. There's too many swings and misses in in drafting a quarterback first round for John Elway, and so I don't foresee, especially a guy like Drew Locke going and and taking him tenth overall. So, with that being said, I strongly disagree. But let's get to talking about a little bit about what's going on um, with the coaching staff. Obviously, last week was the big hire of Uncle Vic. Um, the former defensive coordinator at the Chicago Bears, Vic Fangio, is now our um, new head coach. Um, he is a, a very accomplished, long-tenured um, NFL head coach. He's been in the NFL for 32 seasons, and um, he is has been a defensive coordinator for 20 of the last 24 seasons and has always had an outstanding defense when it comes to that regard and so um, he's a defensive minded coach while many of us thought Denver would go a different route and look at an offensive minded coach beings that offenses was our biggest question mark and our biggest struggle this year um, John Elway is sticking to his guns and wanting to go defense um, defensive minded which I think you know, nothing against Uncle Vic. I, he's an outstanding coach. I just, you know, we think we all agree that maybe that they would have gone 
a different route. Now, I will say that to say this, um, Vic is by far probably my second choice of, of coaches that Denver was looking at. Um, and, and I was very, very, very excited when they announced the hire that he was the coach that they were going to bring on. Um, I think his no-nonsense approach and his his demeanor, his death by inches, and all of these things that he's already, the, the culture that he's already bringing in to Doe Do Valley is just is huge. And so it's it's going to be one of those things that I think is going to be a, a new culture, a new mindset. And and so, yes, Vic Fangio, new head coach. Now, all he's done is gone out and got um, a couple of, of really just outstanding coaches. You know, Denver was looking at a possible hire of Mike Munchak as head coach. And instead, what they did is they went ahead and just – stole him away from from the the Steelers and and now he is going to be our offensive line coach. So now we have a offensive line coach who has um, head coaching experience, who has um, obviously Hall of Fame as a player experience. And so um, Mike Munchak coming in and just going to do some amazing, amazing things. So we're really excited about that hire as our offensive line coach. Um, then you let's let's go ahead and stay on the offense. So we're looking at our new offensive coordinator, Bill Muschamp, is gone. Um, so that questionable play calling, um, wondering what in the world we're doing type of thing, is is thankfully gone. Um, instead, what we've got now is uh, Rich Scangarello, and um, he is a just an outstanding offensive mind. He was the uh, one of the coaches over there in San Francisco. Um, working under Kyle Shanahan. And so um, for all of us Denver fans who were really, really wanting to have a, a Kyle Shanahan hire when we hired Vance Joseph, we are getting a piece of the Shanahan tree with this hire as offensive coordinator with Rich Scangarello. And so definitely really excited about that. And then uh, on the defensive side of the ball, we've got some, I'm really super excited about this hire. Ed Donatel, um, defensive coordinator is, is our, is our guy now. And, and he is going to come in and he's one of those, again, no nonsense. Um, just get the job done. Don't want any excuses. Don't want to hear, yeah, but coach, they did this. There's no excuses. This guy is a no-nonsense approach, and he just gets the boys lined up and play. And so I'm really, really excited about that hire. Um, and then today, um, Denver went out and got actually a former Bronco player um, who is going to come in and coach our defensive backs um the name is ronaldo hill and he was a former like i said a former player he played for us back in the 09 to 2010 season um and he was actually the defensive backs coach for miami last year and the good thing about this is that i really feel uh number one if you look at what vic fangio uncle vic did um, for the Chicago Bears, just this year alone, just the one year being with the, the team that he was, the increase in defensive back play, which was a huge question mark. Obviously, there were some injuries. Obviously, Chris Harris Jr. went down at the end of the year. So there was injuries there. We get that. But even early on, there was a lot. I mean, we gave up, you know, folks, I don't need to, I don't need to beat a dead horse, but we gave up a ton of yards especially in the secondary, which was completely, completely uncharacteristic for the Broncos. I mean, you, you look back even to just a couple years ago, 
and we were considered the no-fly zone, and nobody was going to pass on us. Nobody was going to move the ball on us through the air. And then this year, we just gave up an outlandish amount of yards through the air and, and also on the ground. But um, you look at what Vic did, um, and, and he did nothing but um, take some, some questionable defensive backs, some def- defensive backs that had, um, in years past, had issues with coverage, had issues in zone coverage, had issues in man-to-man coverage, had issues with um, you know choice making, you know making right choices and 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 getting good position. And all he did was turn these guys around. And some of them, you know, obviously were were out outstanding stat leaders in the overall stats of the entire league this last year. And so he's just done nothing but create a culture there of a very um, outstanding secondary. Well, then you look at what Ronaldo Hill did. Like I said, he was the defensive backs coach in Miami last year. Um, And during that time, the Dolphins actually ranked second in the NFL in both interceptions and pick sixes. Now you think Miami, you think they're they're you know Miami Dolphins. You don't really you know defense doesn't always jump off the page. You, they don't have you know the the Zach Thomas is there anymore, and they don't have you know those guys anymore. Um, you know, so you don't really initially think defense when you think Miami, but they did have an a- absolutely just amazing. Um, uh, secondary, especially when when you're talking about the the level of and the, the amount and quantity of interceptions and pick sixes, ranking second in the NFL, and then also on top of that, one of the biggest question marks that we had, and and you know we had guys like Ray Crockett who constantly tweeted about it and constantly questioned some of the the play calling that happened in the red zone. Um, Miami ranked third in the NFL in red zone takeaways, and so when you look at the the talent that we have, have the young talent that we have um you really got to be as a bronco fan you really got to be excited about the direction that the broncos are going especially on the defensive side of the ball and so i think ronaldo hill getting him away from miami coming back to denver like i said he was here for a year as a player um he he spent some time at the university of pittsburgh um and and coached some some guys who were all ac acc honors um in 2017 and and obviously some high draft picks as well so he's got the experience coaching some young guys which i think is great and so for him to come in at defensive back coach working alongside um vic and and also alongside um, you know our our new defensive coordinator Ed Donatel. I think it's going to be nothing but good good things for the Broncos moving forward. Um, but let's jump in a little bit. I'm not going to take a whole lot of time. Like I said, this is going to be just one of our extra point episodes um, since we are number one in the off season. And then since I'm also flying solo tonight, I think it would be best for me just to not to take too much of your guys' time. Um, there's a lot of been been a lot of different things going on. And uh, obviously, we talked about the coaching, but we're going to talk real quick about the draft. Um, I just want to kind of quickly discuss, for those of you who maybe don't know or maybe don't pay attention until the draft officially launches or or takes off um, coming up in April, um, Denver right now is sitting at, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. They got nine picks, um, looks like, in in the draft this year. Um, And so um, most of them are all... Um, picks that they have that they just get because of of 
you know, every team gets draft picks. Um, so picks one through four um, are all picks that they, they have. Um, we've got actually two fourth round picks. One is a pick of our own, which we'll, we'll obviously pick around the 10th spot, um, depending on how the, the rotation lands. Um, but then the other one is actually a pick that we got um, for our trade with, uh, for Demarius Thomas. So, you know, obviously we got an acquired pick from the Texans there. Um, in the fifth round, we have two picks as well, one being a natural pick and then the other pick um, being a, a pick from the Vikings in a trade. I want to say that was from Trevor Simeon, I believe. Um, yeah, it was. It was a, a pick that we acquired from the Vikings for Trevor Simeon. So we got those those two picks in the fifth round. And then we'll finish up the last day of the draft with a sixth pick and then a, a seventh round pick, which we wouldn't have picked in the seventh round had we not traded Demarius Thomas. So we'll see kind of where that pick lands. It, when you get to the tail end of the draft, you always kind of have... Um, you know, picks falling in weird spots. And so um, it'll be kind of interesting to see how everything happens. Of course, there's always um, compensatory picks as well, which Denver's not expected to receive any this year, um, according to overthecap.com. So um, it'll be kind of interesting to see how things go. Now, I'll say this. I know I talked about um, drafting a quarterback in the first round. I, for one, uh, I don't feel like Denver will go that direction. I think there's a lot of question marks. Um, obviously, on the offensive line side, I think uh, you know if we can get um, a good pick at the offensive line at tenth overall, there there'll be some there'll be definitely some players there, especially considering guys like Ronald Leary is coming off obviously an injury. Um, he's not old, um, but by NFL standards, with the big body offensive lineman, he is getting older. Um, definitely, I think he's still under 30 years old. I don't have that here in front of me, unfortunately, but he's still, I believe, under 30 years old. Um, so he's not old by age standards, but by NFL standards, he's getting old. Um, so, you know, with him, with him coming off injury, it'll be interesting to see what they do there. Um, and then, you know, you got Matt Paradis, obviously coming off, uh, yet again, another injury, um, and so it's going to be interesting to see kind of what Denver does. I'm not saying that Paradis will will lose his spot as a center, which, you know, arguably he's probably one of the best centers in the NFL today. Um, and so it'll be, it'll be kind of curious to see how everything plans out and plays out. I, I really believe that Denver will most likely go offensive line in the first round at 10th overall. I think that's the safest pick. Um, I think with if you take into consideration the very – very flat, very um, not deep, if you will. Um, quarterback, you know, quarterbacks that are coming into this round, into this draft, you know, there's not a whole lot to choose from. Um, obviously, Kyle, Kyler Murray has announced that he will enter the NFL draft. Um, my boy, Dwayne Haskins, for those of you who don't know, I'm a huge Ohio State fan. My boy, Dwayne Haskins, is obviously announced for the NFL as well. And then you've got just really a bunch of, in my opinion, mediocre quarterbacks. Quarterbacks that are not going to start year one, probably not going to start barring any injury or barring any desperate situations, probably won't start year two. So you've got a lot of quarterbacks who are probably two to three year projects. And I just don't feel Denver is there. We've got one year left on Case Keenum's contract. And so I really feel that it would probably be in Denver's best interest to wait on quarterback, 
maybe see what can come available, if anything at all, in free agency. Maybe see what we can do in the trade market to try to get a, 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 another quarterback. I don't want to say a veteran quarterback because – you know the the grand slam home run hit of getting a Peyton Manning only happens once in like a millennia, <laughs> so I don't think that you know to say we're gonna we need to go get a, a veteran quarterback. I know Flacco's name's been thrown around. Obviously Nick Foles there in Philadelphia's name's been thrown around. I just don't feel that that's the I don't feel like that's the big answer for us. I think it's again another band aid answer, and that's kind of what we're at right now with Case Keenum. I and and. John Elway and coaching staff has even said as much. Um, and, you know, when when your when your general manager is saying that we're going to go shake some trees and see if we can get a quarterback, you know, to come out of it, um, that should be kind of the writing on the wall that Case Keenum is not the long term answer. And you know, for what it's worth, he only had a two year contract. I think with with the first year, I th- I think the front office was kind of hoping like to see what. We saw last year in Minnesota when Keenan was with Minnesota and coming in off the bench and just having an outstanding, you know, very little interceptions, very high touchdown, um, touchdown to interception ratio. Um, and we didn't get that. You know, we didn't, we didn't, unfortunately, we didn't get that for him as a starter. It was, it was a backup quarterback play all year long. And, and, it was what we what it was was excuse me it was what it was and so you can't really say much about it from there but for the draft standpoint i really just don't feel i mean you've got kyler murray and you've got Dwayne haskins after that you have a lot of two or three year projects and 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 i just don't feel like denver will take that risk now i will say this if they think highly enough of kyler murray and Dwayne Haskins, will Denver try to move up? Because here's the thing. You've got Jacksonville and you've got the Giants picking um, ahead of, of Denver at 10. And so both those teams are in dire need of quarterbacks. All the other teams ahead of them, for for what it's worth, they have their quarterback right now or they have a quarterback that they are going into next year saying that's our guy. Giants and the Jaguars while they do have starting quarterbacks in Eli Manning and Blake Bortles, they are in the mode of Eli Manning is obviously old and, and Blake Bortles has been less than impressive. And so I think both those teams could very well, very easily look at Kyler Murray and Dwayne Haskins and, and pick those guys. Now Denver may possibly, if they think highly of Murray and they think highly of Haskins move up in the draft, but it's going to take a whole lot of trading that's going to take place there to to move around and while Denver does have a couple of fourth round picks maybe they can you know swap out their first round and and for one of these extra fourth round picks if a team bites on that that's a possibility but when they're already desperate for quarterback I just don't feel like they're going to um you know very 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 few teams are going to want to move around and so it'll be interesting I could see Denver moving up to go after a quarterback if they think highly enough of Haskins. And I'm saying that as a Bronco or excuse me, as a Buckeye fan, I, I love the kid. I think he's a great kid, but he's only started one year and, and he's a red shirt sophomore. And yes, he had big 10 record setting year, broke Drew Brees touchdown record, broke, broke Drew Brees's um, yards for a season record, had amazing, amazing, amazing year. And most of what he did was against top I would say top 10 defenses in the college ranks this last year. So 
I, I would love nothing more than Denver to take Dwayne Haskins. I I still don't feel like, like I said, unless he does something outlandish at the combine or at his pro day, I just don't feel like Denver's going to take that chance and move up. Um, as much as that pains me as a Buckeye to say, because I would love to see my Buckeye move on to play for my pro team in Denver, but I just don't feel like that's, I don't feel like Denver and Elway are going to take a risk. They're, they've taken too many risks in the first round to sw- have swings and misses and strikes out strikeouts. So I just don't feel like they're going to do that. But I, I could see them taking offensive line. I also see them maybe taking like a defensive back, you know, with Chris Harris, you know, going down this year. Um, Roby is now a free agent. Will they re-sign him? Will he re-sign with the Broncos? There's a lot of question marks there. I think if Roby was smart, if there was an offer on the table from Denver, I think he would be foolish to walk away from it considering the pieces that we've added that is very pro-secondary. Um, I think he would be foolish to walk away from that as as a player, as a competitor. Um, but money talks. And so and Dylan and I talked about that a little bit last week in our podcast you know, he asked that question, will, will Roby resign with the Broncos? Uh, if there's an offer there, I think he would be foolish to, to walk away from it. But, um, you know, like I said, money talks. And if other teams come at him with some higher offers, um, I have a feeling that we've probably seen, potentially seen the last of Bradley Roby. I know many of you in Bronco country are probably cheering. Um, I, for one, as a Buckeye fan, would hate to see him go. But, um, we've got a lot of young pups and Yidam and, and some of those other guys who are coming up and I could see Denver in the first round, um, maybe even moving down. If there's, if there's some players there, if there's teams there with some offers, they may even move down out of the top 10 to go after a defensive back. Uh, you know, the defensive back pool is very deep, um, as it is usually most years. There's a lot of talent there, and so I could see them moving down, um, get, you know, obtaining a couple of extra draft picks for later on, uh, maybe in the second or third round, and moving down later into the uh, first round and, and still getting a quality defensive back there. So that's a possibility. I know there's been a lot of talk and chatter on that as well. But, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. So right now we're sitting with nine picks. Picks one through four are all ours. We've got an extra pick in the fourth round acquired from the Demarius Thomas trade from the Texans. And then we've got two fifth round picks uh, again with a, a trade of, of Trevor Simeon. We got an extra pick from the Vikings. And then we're looking at a sixth round and a seventh round pick that we will be uh, choosing from. So the draft is coming up in April. It's going to be kind of curious to see how everything lands and how everything plays out. I think our biggest question marks, obviously I've talked about the offensive line. I've talked about the defensive backs. I think inside linebacker needs to be addressed. Todd Davis had a amazing year this year. I know they draft. Excuse me. I know they drafted Josie Jewell last year out of Iowa, um, and he came up well. He had some injuries this year, so if he can stay healthy, I saw him play plenty at the collegiate level. The boy can play, so I think if he's given the opportunity, I could see him stepping into that role. Um, but then also we're looking at you know interior defensive lineman is going to be another question mark. Um, Derek Wolf cannot seem to complete a season to save his life. He he gets injured and dinged up. Um, and I know he played through a lot of injury this year. And and Pecco is up there in age, so he's not going to be around um, if at all um, anymore. Because I think he was. I think this was his last year on a two year contract. I don't know if they had a 
an additional bonus year or not granted to him. So I'd have to look that up. But there's a lot of question marks at the interior defensive side, and it showed. I mean, you look at what what teams did against us in the run. It showed we when we were giving up two, three hundred yards or almost three hundred yards in the running game. I mean, look what just look no further than the Jets game um, earlier in the season, and you'll see how bad our run defense was. And uh, thankfully. Uh, thankfully the year is done and we can move on. So, um, but I'm going to go ahead and close out this podcast. I've kind of gone on a little bit longer than I had planned on it. Um, but I'd love to hear from you guys, Dylan and I, um, Dylan should be back next week. And so he, I know he would love to hear from you guys. If you have any thoughts about the draft, you know, who, who do we need to take? Who do we need to stay away from? Um, if you have any thoughts about, um, the coaching staff, um, want to have any questions, you know, thrown towards us about the coaching staff, or if you just have an off-the-wall Bronco question for us, definitely hit us up. You can actually go to our website, orangecrushpodcast.com, and from there, there's a contact me link. You can hit the contact link and uh, submit your question there. Um, hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, you know, Twitter, those places. We're all over social media. We, we respond very quickly. Um, and so we would love to be able to, uh, to get you guys on the air um, at some point with your questions. Um, comments or anything like that. If you disagree with anything I have to say, hey, you know, hit me up. I, I'd love to hear from it. Let's hash it out. Let's talk about it and see what we can decide on um, as a, a Bronco country. Um, it'd be kind of interesting to see how everything plays out. Um, but we've got nine picks in the draft. We've got new coaching staff. We've got a lot of great pieces still on defense, a lot of young, good, great pieces on the offensive side of the ball. So I think. I think we're headed in the right direction, and so um, it'll be interesting to kind of see how everything plays out. So with that being said, I am Andrew. This has been the Orange Crush Podcast Extra Point, and as always, go Broncos.